What's up guys, it is Quinn here back with another fantasy football video and today we're doing something pretty similar to yesterday. So in yesterday's video, I talked about three running backs who I will not be drafting at their current draft price. So I think they're being overvalued. We're doing the same thing today, but it is going to be three wide receivers. So I'll be breaking these players down, just explaining why I think you know they're being a little bit overvalued right now. And then maybe talk about some other options that you can get in the same price range. And then I'm going to be talking about three pretty fresh players. I've already done some videos, you know, talking about wide receivers I'm not a huge fan of. So guys like uh, C.D. Lamb at Price, Jerry Judy. I think there's one other player I've talked about a decent amount. Oh, maybe like a guy like A.J. Brown. I've talked about how I don't love those guys at Price, but I don't want to, you know, keep beating a dead horse here. So it's going to be three kind of fresh players that I'm not a fan of heading into this fantasy football season. And let's just jump right into it. The first player I do not like at price is going to be a DJ Moore. Right now, he is being drafted as the wide receiver 16 on underdog. And in terms of overall rankings, that is like a late third, early fourth round pick. And for me, I just see no upside here with DJ Moore. Just looking back at his fantasy production over his last three seasons, these last three years are his best you know, years, just basically just excluding his uh, rookie season. So in 2019, he averaged 15.4 points per game. That was the wide receiver 15 in points per game. That was his best fantasy season. 2020, averaged 14.1 points per game, wide receiver 27. 21, averaged uh, 14 points per game, was the wide receiver 26. There has been nothing that has changed this offseason that makes me expect anything different out of DJ Moore. Like what has changed with the Carolina Panthers that all of a sudden DJ Moore is going to jump from like a, you know, mid to high end wide receiver two the last two seasons all the way up to a mid-tier wide receiver two. I'm just not really seeing it. This isn't like an anti-DJ Moore take here because I love DJ Moore as a player. I think he's incredibly talented. And I think if he was in the right situation, he could be a fantasy wide receiver one. Unfortunately, he is just not in a good situation. You have Sam Darnold returning as the quarterback. This offense is likely going to be bad once again. He really has had no touchdown upside his entire career. I don't really see why that changes. Here in 2022, very similar situation. And this ADP is really kind of expecting him to take a pretty solid jump in year five of his career with no improvements around him. So I really just feel like this is kind of an oversight. You know, maybe people have gotten so comfortable, you know, valuing DJ Moore as like a solid, you know, wide receiver two the last few seasons. They're just kind of going with the flow, picking him here at wide receiver 16. Obviously, you guys know I love Deontay Johnson. He is being drafted before Deontay Johnson. That is crazy to me. And then even a guy like DK Metcalf, it's possible Metcalf doesn't have a great year without Russell Wilson. It's possible he kind of struggles, but we haven't seen him operate as the wide receiver one without Russ. We know what we're getting out of DJ Moore. It's possible DK Metcalf can still produce as like a high-end wide receiver too. We just really have not seen that out of DJ Moore. So you can draft your safe, you know, fringe wide receiver two finishers in rounds five six, seven. You don't need to pay up for a late third, early fourth round price to get a guy like DJ Moore, who's, you know, probably on a good season, going to finish in like that wide receiver 20 range. So that is why I'm passing on DJ Moore. The next wide receiver I'm passing on is actually going right after DJ Moore. And that is Marquise Brown. He's being drafted as the wide receiver 17, that same round three and four turn. So late third, early fourth round pick. And I just think this is an overreaction to the DeAndre Hopkins suspension. I could potentially see the value of this pick 
if you were trying to kind of big brain it, draft Marquise Brown. He plays well without D-Hop on the field. You know, then a few weeks into the season, you move him, kind of gain some value. But I think that's kind of just a risky strategy. I feel like you're getting a little too cute if that's why you're taking Marquise Brown here because you don't know what's going to happen. He could get hurt. He could, you know, maybe struggle the first two weeks in a new offense. You just don't know what's going to happen. DeAndre Hopkins is suspended for six games, which is a solid chunk of the season, but that's not like the last six weeks where you're making your playoff push, you know, you actually your playoff games. Once DeAndre Hopkins gets back, he's likely going to be the wide receiver one again. And I think kind of as a whole, people are just overestimating the value of the wide receivers in this Cardinals offense. This is a Cardinals team that will have a solid amount of passing volume. Just looking back at last season, they were eighth in team passing yards. But the problem is, this isn't one of these offenses that like funnels the ball to their top one or two weapons. This is a team that really puts an emphasis on spreading the ball around. DeAndre Hopkins was a massive disappointment last season. I feel like people don't talk about this enough. He was going off the board in redraft leagues as like a mid-tier wide receiver one. He was not even close to that last season. Finished as the wide receiver 20 in points per game. So more of like a back-end wide receiver two option. The Cardinals on a week-to-week basis like to rely on three wide receivers. We saw that last year with D-Hop. Christian Kirk, and A.J. Green. Now they have two really solid tight ends, Zach Ertz and then Trey McBride. And Ertz actually led the team in uh, targets per game last year. So you know he's going to be involved once again. They're not a team who totally fades the running backs in the uh, receiving department. Both Chase Edmonds and James Conner put together solid receiving numbers last year. And DeAndre Hopkins led the wide receivers in targets but he only averaged 6.2 targets per game. That's why early in the season last year, I was really trying to get people to trade away DeAndre Hopkins because he was putting up solid numbers by getting into the end zone, but he just had no volume and no week-to-week security. So when we're looking at Hollywood Brown, picking him as like a mid-tier wide receiver too, I don't really think he comes with the safety or the ceiling to be picked at wide receiver 17. And when we're looking back at this team, you know, next offseason, I kind of feel like this is how it's going to play out. With all these weapons here, I think Kyler Murray is going to be great, assuming he plays. I think he's going to have like a high-end QB1 finish, could potentially be the QB1 overall, especially if he uses his legs like he did in 2020. And then looking at the wide receivers, I feel like DeAndre Hopkins on a points-per-game basis, when he returns, will probably be like a low-end wide receiver too, kind of like what he was in the 2021 season. I think Hollywood's going to be like a, mid to high-end wide receiver three. I'm just not seeing the upside there. I think A.J. Green's going to have some decent games, but he's probably not going to be fantasy relevant as the wide receiver three. And then I feel like you're going to have Zach Ertz finish as like a back-end tight end one. So for me, there's just too many guys who need to be involved here. I don't think Marquise Brown has proven that he's some like elite level wide receiver who's going to overtake DeAndre Hopkins. Like if DeAndre Hopkins couldn't finish as like the wide receiver 17 or higher in points per game last season. I don't see why Marquise Brown is going to do it now with extra competition coming in with DeAndre Hopkins. AJ Green is back. Didn't even mention Rondell Moore. Maybe he starts to get involved. So I will not be uh, buying Marquise Brown as a mid-tier wide receiver too. And then moving on to the third and final wide receiver, it is going to be Gabriel Davis. He is going off the board as the wide receiver 26. That is a mid-fifth round pick. And this is kind of something I follow when you're drafting someone in like the first seven, eight rounds, it's never a good sign when you're reasoning for drafting them 
doesn't include their actual production. So I feel like a lot of people really love Gabriel Davis and he's being pumped up draft boards because he is the potential wide receiver two on a Josh Allen offense. That is like the number one reason for why people are drafting Gabriel Davis. No one's looking at him and saying, aside from his you know final game last year, no one's looking at his full season sample size and going, that is a stud player. He is the wide receiver 26 for fantasy. I agree, you know, the wide receiver two spot sounds like a great position to have. But I think number one, we honestly just don't know if he has that role. And number two, we just don't know if he is that good of an NFL wide receiver. Like I mentioned, his season long stat line was not good. He was the wide receiver 75 in points per game. That is very, very low. You had players like Traquan Smith, Dante Pettis, Khalif Raymond. All those guys finished ahead of him on a points per game basis. He did absolutely ball out the last time we saw him. Eight receptions, 201 yards, and four touchdowns in the Bills playoff game. But just for me, that one monster performance is not enough for me to bump him all the way up to wide receiver 26. You know, the argument can be made that he wasn't able to break out last year because you had guys like Cole Beasley and Emmanuel Sanders in front of him. And you can argue that Davis should have beat those guys out. He was clearly more efficient and effective in a smaller sample size. But I mean, like if he's not beating out Cole Beasley and Emmanuel Sanders, those guys aren't like scrub players, but they're also not world beaters who are dominant fantasy assets. So if he wasn't beating them out, is he guaranteed to beat out a guy like Jamison Crowder? Maybe Crowder kind of goes into the slot, takes that Cole Beasley role. Gabriel Davis steps into the Emmanuel Sanders slot. And even if he is taking over that role, which I think people are just locking in, and I don't know if that's necessarily the case, is that enough for him to be a fringe fantasy wide receiver too? I feel like this may be a situation that we've had with the Chiefs wide receiver room the last few years, where everyone is trying to push up the Chiefs wide receiver two behind Tyreek Hill. And in reality, like that spot has never been a good one. Obviously, it's different this year with Tyreek Hill gone, but everyone was always like, oh, this guy's going to be the wide receiver two on a Patrick Mahomes-led offense, and it never did anything. So looking at some of the other options here, I would confidently be taking players like Juju, Rashad Bateman, Brandon Cooks, Michael Thomas, and Darnell Mooney over Gabriel Davis. You have a guy like Juju who could potentially be the wide receiver one on a Patrick Mahomes offense and has also proven to you that he can be a really solid fantasy producer. You have a guy like Rashad Bateman who has less experience in the NFL but could be a wide receiver one. So I feel like that ceiling is higher. Wide receiver one on his team, not you know like wide receiver one for fantasy. Brandon Cooks proven it year after year. Michael Thomas, we know he's a stud if he is healthy. And then Darnell Mooney, who's going to be the wide receiver one target funnel. I just feel more confident taking shots at players like that than just the complete unknown with Gabriel Davis. And I'd honestly even consider going after that next tier of wide receivers where you're looking at some of the rookies, Drake London, Traylon Burks, and then the sophomore wide receivers, guys like Elijah Moore, Amon Ra. So I'm definitely not a huge Gabriel Davis fan. I do think it's possible. Maybe he has a solid fantasy year, but I just feel like we're paying too much of a price passing on players who can be really solid wide receiver twos to go after a guy who really could just be a massive disappointment. So that is why I'm fading Gabriel Davis. Just to recap the three wide receivers, DJ Moore, Marquise Brown, Gabriel Davis. I'm not a big fan of those guys at their current price, but that is going to wrap it up for this one. If you enjoyed the video, do me a huge favor, hit that like button and then subscribe to the channel. Really helps me out a ton. Thank you guys for stopping by and I'll see you in the next one.